hope I can help you. Alright, so we were starting the episode out here, and I'm here uh, live on the shore of uh, one of the Great Lakes, uh, the greatest lake, uh, the greatest of the Great Lakes in my opinion, uh, uh, Lake Ontario. I got mixed up there, because, uh, uh, I don't know, I think I was thinking about all the sea breeze. And, uh, yeah, I'm here on uh, fam- with family stuff, I got a bunch of family functions and tonight was my parents' 45th anniversary. And to celebrate it, we went out to dinner, the three of us. And no, I'm not joking. Uh, and sat in a booth at a restaurant. And my parents were on one side. I was on the other side. And I talked to, I talked to them about the birds and the bees. And uh, also, you know, legal pride. You know, I said, well, Dad, this is where you're going to live uh, when, when I get full legal control of you. you no, know, we had that argument earlier in the day. I gave my parents may be listening to this, uh, but yeah, we had a wonderful dinner uh, at a place uh, specializes in smoke, smoke and stuff, and uh, they really smoked the smoke. I don't know. I don't know how good they did. I, it, it was. Uh, I didn't choose the restaurant, but I was very happy with my uh, smoked meat that I had. Neither of my parents finished more than twelve percent of their entrees. They both had different kinds of pasta. And I was a little bit, and I said, hmm, I don't know. Uh, like, but I didn't want to ask him, geez, was it not, neither one of them, they had different dishes. But I was happy with my dish on their, for their anniversary dinner. Uh, but we had a nice dinner. And then uh, my mother and I went and got ice cream. Uh, we, we, uh, we had two cars. Uh, and uh, we, we, we had the day-to-day together, the three of us. And... Uh, my, they, they exchanged cards in front of me, and uh, it was a nice day, and then they went to bed, and I said, well, just, in, you know, so I said, I'll go outside, and uh, I cleared my throat a few times. Remember that talk at dinner? I'm going to go outside and record a podcast, and I'll do about down by that lake that is so loud, it drowns out all noises, you know. I'll try to re- record a podcast down there. Uh... uh Throat clear, throat clear, giggle, giggle, giggle. I don't know. I didn't actually do that because uh, they were. I, I don't know. Some, something was said, uh, and uh, they were bantering anyway. And I said, "Well, let me get." Oh, and then my dad started locking things up, and I said, "Well, I still got to go out. It's only ten o'clock. I got to go outside and record a podcast, or at least attempt to record a podcast." Uh, AB, ABR, Dad, always be recording, even when you're on the road, especially on a night like uh, tonight when uh, the wind and the waves are blasting. You know, it's a guaranteed home run. I think a plane's going by right now. So that's the location I'm in. And I was thinking today, I managed to get in the lake twice. It's very, um, it's very churny. Now, for those of you that uh, haven't been to a great lake, actually, I've only... No, no. I mean, I know, like, all you're going to say, well, Superior's the best. You know, look at, you know, look it up. And I'd say, okay, like, uh, never, I've never swam in Lake Superior. I swam in Lake Erie before, and I don't, this isn't meant to sound harsh, don't really remember much about it. Uh, but I love this lake. Uh, Lady, Lake, Lay, Lady, Lay, Lady, Lady, Lake is what I say when I'm here. I love Lake Ontario. I do have a spiritual connection with this lake. 
I have an emotional connection with this lake. And as often as I possibly can, uh, though it's tough living pretty far away, uh, I like to have a physical connection with this lake. And I'm not kidding. Like, I love uh, this lake. And I'm looking at it now. And I don't know if it's temperamental. Maybe it's... And I was thinking when I was in it earlier. So I went twice... And my parents were very concerned because, uh, like, uh, there were some some waves. But I, I'm, I love swimming. I know my limits, and I know my I know this lake, uh, and I know this lake is not to be trifled with. It's she's meant to be respected, and you know not you know. So I was aware. I was okay. Let's retake that. So I was aware, and. Uh, you know, it, it looked, you know, from a parent's perspective, it probably looked pretty rough. But once you get in there, it was just a matter of awareness. Uh, but, yeah, you do have white caps that you can hear. And the waves were crashing. Uh, water temperature, I don't know what it was, but it, it was, uh, it felt fantastic. I mean, like, I mean, to be, like, uh, I guess depending on how you, def- how, I mean, depending on how you defend depending on how you define lovers it was like I was in the embrace of a long lost lover and much like all most of my other it, was, it involved the same uh, it was a I guess because I don't feel like I have a plutonic relationship with this lake uh, though you know our intimacy is not uh, I don't know it's lover level it just doesn't involve any loving that's that's like all my lovers uh, but like uh so I love this lake, and I was hoping to have a placid, I mean, I guess this, you know, lover material, too. I was like, uh, maybe I'll, I'll sit down by the lake, and it'll be calm, and I could talk about our relationship and the times we've shared, and, uh, but, you know, a little t- temperamental tonight. It's, things are temperamental. I also... Uh, I guess this is going to sound weird with what I just said, but and so maybe and maybe it did, this is a better way to describe it too. Is like uh, it did feel like a pet, like a like I felt like with the waves and my feeling, like that the wave was greeting me like a dog, you know, after you'd been a while, after I'd been away for a while, or a pet. I could feel the water uh, smiling, and uh, the first time I went in, it was. Uh, it wasn't quite as rough. There wasn't like the um, uh, like a current. Uh, like there's a current going parallel to the shore the second time I got in, which is a little bit tiring. So it was t- you know I had to concentrate more on the current in my swimming. So it was a little bit harder to uh, you know think about uh, think about how much I love the lake. Now I got to change subjects here because I'm I'm looking out at the lake. And then I'm also looking at the sky, and as I said, it's like it's right pushing 11 p.m. here. Uh, but there's still it's still pretty clear out. I don't I think it's a full moon, but I don't see a moon. Uh, the moon might break over the hill while we're talking. Uh, but but uh, I don't know. Sun probably went down an hour or two ago, but I can still see some clouds. And so it's really beautiful, like down by the uh, horizon. It's like a, a grayish, a bluish uh, sky, almost like a transparency. There's a few wispy clouds that look like uh, black smoke. There's a plane or some sort of uh, object uh, 
crossing the sky slowly and blinking. And then as you go up uh, into the sky, it, it really looks like Bob... I mean, I, I don't know if uh, Bob Ross is... I don't know if Bob Ross's spirit is here with me, but there's uh, some really nice gray, puffy clouds. And they have the nice layers of gray, like the bottoms are dark, dark gray, almost black. And then the fronts and the puffy tops are white to gray. You know, like a, a gray hair of someone with so much wisdom. I guess all of the tones of a wise, a gray person. And the one cloud that I'm looking at, almost like I'm making eye contact with it because it looks a little bit like uh, the um, signature cave in the movie Goonies. And it's looking right back at me. But like with a little bit more de- defined, kind of like the look I have on my face, like a furrowed brow and a little bit grouchier. Like I don't know how many people like were kids in the 90s, but I remember this. Uh, I remember these TV commercials. I remember my siblings having this. There was a time they decided to come out with balls, like baseball-sized balls. And they had faces on them. I, I don't know what they're called. I, I recently saw an ad in a, a comic book, uh, like one of the Archie comics, and I forget what they were called, like choppers or something. And they were like little baseballs, but they were soft foam balls you could play catch with. But they had faces on them. And, you know, some of the faces were silly, but a lot of them looked kind of grouchy. Which I never got. I said, why would you want to just throw you against something? I guess if it's a ball, uh, if you were playing baseball or something with it. Uh. But so I got those clouds I'm looking at. To the left of it, uh, a couple of clouds over, there's a cloud that looks a bit like an F, a really stylized F, uh, like actually almost like a, well, it almost looks like, yeah, like it's a cartoon F, like with a mouth, and maybe I'm just personifying or whatever, personalizing these clouds with a nose and then a, a, a brow or a head of hair, uh... So the first part of the F is between the head of hair and the nose. I guess it would be an F with one extra, um, what do you call those, cross hatches or whatever the heck you call them on an F. Most stylist, uh, styling F uh, I've ever seen. Or it could be uh, like a goatee. Like it, it looks like it has a goatee. First F with a goatee. And actually, as I'm talking about it, the clouds are drifting and... Uh, the nose is becoming more rounded and less prominent. So that's nice. And as you go up in the sky, it becomes more and more black and less and less blue. And then, yeah, I happen to be in a, a great sitting position right under the Big Dipper. Or the Little Dipper, you know, who knows. Uh, uh, let's see, let's see. It's got its ladle. Its ladle's arm has three stars that I can see. And then four stars in the pot thing so three stars in the handle and four stars in the uh whatever the scoop uh so i don't know if that's a big dipper or the little dipper like i said i'm the big dip but i don't don't know like uh there's probably more stars yet to come out there you know maybe it's because because of the uh, full moon i don't know if it'll be a blue moon you know they always say to me 
Uh, yeah, I'll go out. I'll go. I'll go out with you in a blue moon. Uh, actually, no one's ever said that to me because uh, I think they stopped using that phrase in the in the fifties. But what is a blue moon? And also, I'm trying to hint to the moon to get its uh, get its you know M O O N A double S over here, so I can look at it or get the moon's moon, uh, so I can take a look at it. I guess I could talk more about my history and my love of Lake Ontario. I, don't, I can't even pander to the lake because it's so loud. I don't even know if you can hear me and hear me say, Lake Ontario, I love you. Lake Ontario, I love you. I mean, it, it's just not... Why, why do I have to say more? And when I was swimming in you, I, I had about 8,000 memories of... Uh, my feelings for you, I said, well, I could probably feel like an hour and a half uh, talking about you. And now, um, well, actually, now the lake is calling my attention on a uh, olfactory level. I'm just going to take a couple breaths here. It must be kicking up some of its bottom, because, it, and it's not a bad smell, but a, like a swampy, wet... Uh, gritty, earthy smell uh, like you would smell at the bottom of a lake. Uh, and the lake's really coming up. I mean, she must be like thinking she's getting it like uh, that we're sharing a room because she's coming right up to my uh, feet nearly. Uh, so yeah, what, what, what were we talking about uh, Lake Ontario? Can I call you Terry? Like, how would you feel about that? Has anyone ever called you Terry? Oh, the, la- I, the lake just answered me. And the uh, last guy they called Lake Ontario, Terry. What about Terry? Eh, what if I do it anyway, Terry? Um, if you don't like it, I don't, I don't have to. But uh, So Lake Ontario and I have a pretty long history. And, you know, not all good times. Uh, I was very re- resistant to Lake Ontario. I went through, I guess, three stages uh, but actually, let me go back to these clouds, because now the sky is getting darker. And while I can't see the moon, you know, like a light for a movie, uh, the moonlight is hitting the clouds. And then the back sky, but the, still the sun's coming up from the horizon, so they're barely backlighting the clouds. Really, really spectacular. And uh, really, really an honor, honor to be here tonight, uh, here in Terry's house, uh, you know, talking Terry, because uh, we've got a long history. I don't know, actually, I probably could piece out um, the first time I swam in Lake Ontario. Uh, I'd have to say there's a 50-50 chance. Uh, my dad had a friend, his name was Norm, and Norm and my dad... Uh, they seem like they were good friends, and Norm lived on Lake Ontario, or I don't know if he had a camp. It was more of a, like, a, they call them camps here. There's two things. There's summer houses and there's camps, and I I guess, like, some people would call them cabins. Like, a summer house is like a house uh, that you live in in the summer, but it's like, uh, like, uh, that means it's really, like, it means it's pretty nice, and Usually it has heat, so I guess even if it's a summer house, you could live in it in the winter. And 
like it also i guess like and and this is going to sound i think this is true though like a summer house seems like it was built with architectural plans and uh built at one time by one contractor or builder camps and cabins uh seem like uh like uh they were kind of uh put together on on like the best uh I don't know. Like, like uh, they—they're not usually livable in the winter, and usually, you know, I don't know what the foundation situation is, but the floor—you know—it's not perfectly in balance, and uh, you know, it's been upgraded in different ways in different times, and maybe there's like strange additions. And my parents have a camp. Uh, that's where I am right now. But Norm, my dad's friend Norm, he kind of had uh, something between a camp and a summer house. He also had uh, one of his daughters would become my babysitter. Another one of his daughters was one of my first uh, super crushes because uh, she was like uh, quite a few years older than me. I mean, not, not a ton, maybe four to six years older than me. And... Uh, oh boy, did I like uh, just loved looking at her. Uh, and her older sister was my babysitter for a while. And uh, I don't know how I, now I'm trying to uh, get out of this one. But I remember we visited my dad's friend Norm. This was before his daughters were babysitting. So I was young. They were probably pretty young. They probably weren't around or they were too cool. Um, but I can remember going with my dad to visit his friend Norm at his house on the lake and going swimming, and that would have been in Lake Ontario. And I can't really remember that not that much about it. I remember Norm was really cool. He was a nice, really nice guy. You know, I'd remember it later on because I had a crush on his daughter. And his daughter that babysat us was also uh, incredibly kind and wonderful babysitter. It was just that, I, like, I, I would have had a crush on her, too, just in case nobody's listening for posterity's sake. Uh, but I already had a crush on her sister. So uh, so that was one trip to Lake. But then uh, we're going to deep, deep into my uh, my past here, my family history. And my mom uh, comes from a very large family. She has a lot of siblings, a lot of brothers and sisters, and her father and mother very uh, traditional almost stereotypical Irish Catholic family and so my mom's dad even has a big family uh, like uh, we just had a really big family growing up uh, an extended family and not even like so my grandfather's like siblings my mom's family was so big we rarely encountered my grandfather's siblings families uh which I don't know if that's your second cousins and aunts and uncles. And I don't know if it was every year or just uh, every other year, but at some point in my childhood, and I'm not sure if it was my childhood memory or my actual childhood, my entire extended family would have a family reunion. And I guess for the younger, like this was when I was a little kid, so whatever age you become sentient, I guess somewhere like starting at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... I begin remembering this, uh, probably in the, the younger side of that. But at some time as a kid, we started having this family reunion in the summertime on the shores of Lake Ontario. 
it, it would be like in the summer, and it was centered around for the adults a golf tournament at a public golf course. Uh, so not super fancy, uh, but I was never involved. I had never played golf, and I, I actually tried a couple times, and it's not for me. But so where all the adults would go to this, uh, like, uh, like I don't know, public golf course, and they would play golf, and then after they came back from golf, there'd be a big barbecue, and there'd be tons and tons of kids. I mean, we're talking a giant family reunion, uh, and there would be awards, and there would be a lot of, uh, for the kids, there was a lot of drinking. Uh, for the kids, it was, uh, they would have a soda fountain, like a... I could. I, I don't know if they had this every year, but this is what I look forward to the most. Uh, you know, foreshadowing my future is uh, they had like a soda taps, which I've never. I couldn't even as a kid. I, I don't know. Maybe one of my uh, second aunts and uncles or whatever worked at a soda distributor or something. But they had, would have like uh, Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, orange soda maybe root beer like i remember it was four taps and we we, i mean i guess this doesn't happen anymore like there's probably like 30 40 kids like just subsisting on soda and hot dogs and potato salad and i mean i remember drinking like uh and then i'd start you know after a while after i'd had a bunch of cokes and i got nice and hopped up then we'd start mixing like orange soda and then maybe even mix in some Diet Coke and start, you know, making our own soda cocktails. And we would swim in Lake Ontario, so that's like a big part of it. Uh, let's see, other big parts about this uh, family event were uh, one of my aunts, so one of my, like, second uncles. Like, so my, my grandpa's, one of my grandpa's siblings, maybe his sister or his brother, uh, one of their children... Or maybe like one of their children was married to a woman who was one of the doctors in the movie E.T. So that was a pretty big deal. And then there was another aunt that I had a crush on there. But she was like a second or third aunt-in-law. You know, she was married to one of my second uncles. So I remember I had a big crush on her for a while. So most of my life is, you know, based on these things. And... So we would drink a lot of soda. We would play volleyball. I'm not even sure, like, of the family tree accounting, uh, like, of, of everyone. I mean, I know my current, uh, just my mom's side of the family. I don't know if we're up to, I don't even know what we're up to now. Like, I, I have a feeling I have around 50 or 60 cousins. Uh, so very, very large family. And this would be, like... This would be the big thing, and I'm sure for the adult, the young adults, maybe the older adults, it seemed like a lot of my aunts and uncles uh, that were college age and, like, in their 20s, like, it just seemed like a roaring party. And I was like, I can't wait until I grow up and I'm uh, of age where, you know, they just seem like they're... I, didn't even, I don't even think I realized what alcohol was at this time. I mean, I remember seeing a bunch of kegs and, and you know, bottles and stuff, but... Uh, and I don't ever remember anybody acting nuts. So it just seemed like like a very, uh, like in my mind, even my memories are of uh, very idyllic memories. Uh, not quite super cherished, I guess, because it was kind of infrequent and very event-based. But I do remember like the all-day party 
uh, for this family reunion every year. And I remember the golf awards and not even knowing. I remember my Aunt Helen who uh, passed last year. She was she most of the time won uh, either with the handicap or she was like one of the better golfers. And then maybe one or two of my uncles. But I remember, you know, there was like uh, other awards for like closest to the pin and longest drive. And then at some point I got to the age where I could caddy. There wasn't really anybody caddying. Uh, but it, I think I was like uh, probably 13 and maybe me and one of my one or two of my other siblings you know some of our cool college age uncles let us uh, caddy for them which mostly involved me like being like you mean I can drive this golf cart so probably wasn't the best thing to have us caddying and I think after nine holes they were like okay why don't you guys uh, why don't we call it quits with you caddying because it's it, even then, I was like, if I'm not driving this golf cart, this golf thing is incredibly dull. How boring can it get? Uh, like, you're just hitting these balls and walking after them. But I remember feeling pretty cool caddying just because you're driving the golf cart. That was a one-time thing. So, I don't know. And then one year, I think, uh, me and my brother and my cousin tried to play in it. Maybe when we were in high school. And I'd never really golfed before. And I quit after nine holes. I was like, I hate golf. I guess I learned I hate golf. I mean, I'm just, I'm left-handed. And I'm one of those people, once I start overthinking, you know, forget about it. So, uh, but I do remember the, I wasn't very good at volleyball. But I remember uh, some of my mom's brothers being very encouraging. And, you know, they playing on different teams. So being very competitive. And it kind of just being fun. I remember there was a hammock, so there would be a lot of hammock swing, like, you know, someone pushing all the little kids. We'd all climb in the hammock and try to hang on, and someone would try to push the hammock. I remember swimming a lot. Um, I remember, I think there was only one bathroom, so I remember uh, always being, you know, maybe I just probably went in the lake or having to wait in line for the bathroom. Maybe there was more than one, but there was only one that I knew about. Uh, but that was on the shores of Lake Ontario. Then at some point, uh, my parents decided with uh, one of my mom's uh, siblings to go in on a camp together. And uh, like in the past, we had rented a camp. I think, I, like I talked about on uh, another lake, uh, Lake on Oneida Lake, uh, I guess, which I again found confusing. How come it's Oneida Lake, but it's Lake Ontario? There's Lake George. But then there's Skinny Atlas Lake, uh, Atisco Lake. Uh, never quite... I think somebody maybe tried to explain it to me. I mean, you know, I, I prefer to call this Lake Terry when I kiss her tomorrow and I dive right into her arms. And hopefully she's calmer. But so that was like a, another... And so I don't know which came first, those family reunions or our visit to Norm's. But then at some parent, point, my parents... Uh, went in on this uh, small camp uh, with uh, like together, and uh, I remember we would go up there, and my my family had six kids, and my aunt and uncle's family they had three kids, and uh, one of my cousins was my age. So for a little while, I, I was right at that cusp of uh, awkwardness. So it was like uh, you know, like I think there was like one year. When maybe I was like uh, pre-middle school, like before, once the angst set in with me, 
whatever age you get angsty, prepubescent angst, it really became like an unpleasant uh, youth to be around. I don't know if anybody, like a little bit like a Little Miss Sunshine, maybe, if you've seen that movie. But so pre-angst, uh, it was me, my cousin, and my brother, and we would play. Maybe we had a couple summers where we'd play a lot um, and swim, and, and uh, it was uh, it was still pretty nice. But uh, there was a lot of us uh, crammed into this uh, uh, camp. Uh, let's see, my sister and my cousin uh, were the same age as my brother, so they were all. So there was like. Uh, you know, to like five of us pretty close in age, and then a bunch of younger siblings, and then you know, the siblings kind of stuck in the middle. So, a bit like, like a lot, like my maybe now that I'm talking about it, more memories will come up. I don't have a ton of memories other than swimming and eating hot dogs and having orange popsicles, you know, stain my face and my shirt. Uh, my unrequited crush on Norm's daughter because she would be there. And she always had boyfriends that had motorcycles. So that made me think, uh, I guess I was, you know, pre-emasculated. Before I became, became a man, I was already emasculated by that. They would have jet skis. And, you know, I'd be like, well, you know, that, that's not me. I don't think I'll ever uh, have a motorcycle or a jet ski. And then I'd tell my mom and she'd say, no, 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 you nev- you'll never have a motorcycle uh she made me promise I would never ride a motorcycle, and she still makes me renew that promise. So, so you know, I remember pining after my my love, and and maybe even I, I think maybe finding some other, like I said, I had a crush on my aunt, and not a blood aunt, by the way. But so then, uh, after a while, like my angst set in. I don't know what age that was, like uh, 12, 13, 14. and then I became very brooding, and I wanted to work. And in New York State, at least at that time, you could work at a pretty young age. I don't know if it was 14 or 15. So I got a job at a grocery store so I could, like, stay home uh, in Syracuse and not be up here. And then I also developed this allergy to dust. And I don't know, like, honestly, oh, boy, I just saw a shooting star right above me. And it was a quick, brief one, but ultra bright. Uh, So I'm making a wish on that star tonight that you all rest well but so yeah so um so when i the angsty stage like and then i got this allergy to where yeah i guess it was a real allergy but again i don't know if it was caused it was caused by something else uh but it was like and and i guess it became like a like it it became like a feeding thing because like uh i was allergic to the dust here and I guess because probably inside, maybe it was when we were sleeping. Like, if you have all these kids crammed in, let's see, well, whatever. There was a lot of kids, and we were, like, sleeping in triple bunk beds. and You know, I mean, all our sandy feet and stuff. But I would get incredibly sneezy and runny noses. Or maybe it was, like, something in the water. I mean, I think it was the dust, but who knows, like... And it would be really, like, a, like a, well, actually, like, when me and my parents talk about it, I had, like, a runny nose. Like, as soon as, it, I think it became with, like, like being a late bloomer. And uh, it, may, it might as well have never bloomed. Because uh, as soon as I, puberty hit me, my nose started running pretty much uh, from, like, seventh grade. I didn't have puberty in seventh grade. But, you know, my mo- nose started running first, I guess. 
and it ran right until uh you know prom night like and i was so i was like uh i was just one of those kids with uh constant runny nose and sneezing and my parents still joke now about like how i was addicted to sudafed and they're like geez maybe that was something with your behavioral issues like because you were taking four sudafed a day and like, do you think that had any like uh, speed effect on you? I said, I don't know. I just know I took Sudafed. I don't think it ever did anything for me. Uh, and I mean, these might sound like uh, exaggerations, but I think I took Sudafed again from seventh grade till probably junior and year in high school every day, and it never did anything. And I actually never even discovered uh, what's the stuff that actually works. Benadryl. I don't even know if it was when I was an adult or when I was in college that actually does work, but I mean it knocks you out and makes you totally like uh, useless that it could actually stop my nose from constantly running and constantly sneezing. Uh, what does that have to do with what does Sudafed in Lake Ontario have in common? Oh, because I was sneezing so much, I didn't want to be here. Plus, like I was in that like high school jerk phase or pre high school. Once I got to high school, yeah, I was like, I do not want to be here. I want to be home. I want to be with my friends. Just like a teen girl in a movie. That's what. I, that's exactly what I was like. I'm not joking. I was a little brat. And uh, complained and pouted. And also, like, had the, the masculine side of that. Where, where I was just like a jerk and brooding and stuff like that, too. So those years, I don't, like... Uh, I actually, like, fell out of love with Lake Ontario. I had, uh, like, a great um, anger anger towards it uh, because they said, listen, I don't want to be here. And I guess it wasn't the lake's fault, just the area's fault. And I said, what am I, like, there's nothing to do except for swim and eat hot dogs and, you know, play with other children and, you know, have joy. Uh, but I guess, like, what was weird was when my hormones hit, you know, they didn't hit, they hit my you know bad attitude first so i don't know so i guess i have some amends to make to i mean i know i do with the people in my life uh but even this lake uh, i guess and what's interesting is that kind of uh angst and dislike kind of uh carried over into adulthood like uh i kind of never got over that uh i guess because after high school um I worked a lot, and so in the summers I was always working. So when I was in college, I, uh, you know, was always working. I didn't spend a lot of time at the lake and uh, swimming and stuff. And then after I got to college, I moved to California. After I got out of college, I moved to California. And then uh, I was in a relationship with a teacher, so she... uh, No, 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 I, I was trying to strike out on my own kind of thing. I was still angsty... And, you know, I said, oh, geez, I don't want to go back to that nostalgia. Like, you know, that was like, that's, you know, like I like I had grown into my own adult, or so I thought. And it wasn't until my daughter was born, um, and at some point, um, when, when uh, like, I, I reached the stage of co-parenting, where uh, I was like, huh, I wonder what it would be like to go back there. I think one time... Uh, when I was still married, we went we went back because uh, my brother was uh, one of my brothers got married, and I remember we had a nice trip. And I think then um, maybe it was the next year 
I don't know that that uh, uh, I was separated, and and I said, well, maybe it'd be nice for me and my daughter to go there. Uh, my ex was like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like uh, if you want to do that, and so then my daughter and I started like a a regular trip here, and it really has changed uh, being able to go. Uh, I guess you just do those same simple things with my daughter: swim, eat hot dogs. Uh, go to soft serve ice cream that's big uh, chocolate and vanilla twist and that's really it that's really like i mean i guess for me the greatest thing about coming here is that i can take my shirt off when i get here and i don't have to put it back on so whether i'm here for like five days or two weeks like uh and probably like uh wear a swimsuit and that's it uh, in a perfect world for most of the time I'm here and then also that most of the time I can spend it in the sweet embrace of Lady Lake uh, you know my Terry and some days she's splashing like she is tonight and crashing and if she's crashing and splashing in the right way it makes for good body surfing uh, depending on where the waves are breaking really good body surfing uh and then other times she's as, uh, she never gets glass-like. Some mornings she'll be glass-like. But in the past few years I've been coming here, that's been pretty rare. Like, uh, and, you know, then but if she's glass-like or just lapping the shore, uh, it's beautiful and you can see in the water and the water's clear. And it's good for uh, playing, um, you know, Mother May I... And it's really kind of, like, off in the middle of nowhere. There's uh, not much around here. There's just other, like, camps. There's some summer houses. But for the most part, it's camps uh, or people tearing down camps and building summer houses. But my parents are very uh, camp-oriented. You know, a lot of shell-based arts and lighthouse-based arts and, uh, like, uh, you know, know, handmade... And driftwood-based art. Yeah, thank you, uh, uh, Vacation Brain. Uh, though there's not a lot of shells up here. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's weird to return to something that I have kind of this mixed nostalgia about. And then to be here with my daughter and to be able to just swim in the lake, eat hot dogs for lunch, uh, maybe have some salt potatoes, eat hot dogs or Italian sausage for dinner. And then do it all again the next day. And the time seems to fly by. And then usually, like in the past, we haven't been able to pull this off this year or last year. We didn't even make it here. But um, we usually time it with a visit to the Great New York State Fair. But this year, we miss out on that. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I'm really thankful for you, Terry. And the memories you're giving me a chance to make now... And the fact that uh, I can return to this place in my childhood, I guess I haven't had the chance to make things right. I mean, I try to be here, and I try to uh, be kind, and, and uh, but, you know, it's from around my family. And uh, I'm trying to grow, and I'm trying to enjoy myself, and enjoy... Usually my siblings are here with their families, so enjoy the times with them together. 
And I guess, like, it's a rare thing, so I'm really appreciative and lucky. And, you know, lucky to, like, uh, to love the lake. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was kind of, like, it might have been sounding like I was joking before. There's just something about, like, I guess, like, like the difference with this lake is that it has a personality. Like, tonight it is a stormy personality, and it's weird because it is really, uh, those waves are pounding, and the sky is clear. So there's no storm here, but uh, either because of the winds or because there's a storm someplace else or uh, the pull of the moon, I don't know. Like, uh, it, it, it's really rough out there, and it's a nice rough to sleep to. I mean, I know last night I had two fans on, and I could still hear the crash of the surf, and it was so wonderful. And I mean, you can hear it here, and, and now... As I'm talking about it, the olfactory smells are kicking up. And I think the... I don't know if you can hear it, but it does sound like when the waves crash, it is saying, call me Terry. Listen. Call me Terry. I'm hearing that. And it's drifting in and saying, call me Terry. And now it's it's still, I guess because of the full moon, it hasn't made an appearance, but it'll make an appearance in one of these episodes while I'm here. Uh, it, it's still pretty light out, even though it's got to be pushing past 11. And the white, white, almost blue color of the foaming waves, because of the way the moon is, it's hypnotic. Uh, as they, you know, it gets that sea bubbles as they come up towards my feet. And as you look out in the distance, there's white caps. And on the horizon, there's a line of black a black water uh you know where where the sun and the moon aren't hitting anymore but then the skies that's still that kind of i don't know is it a steely blue gray i'm not even sure how to describe it and watching the waves and the spray kick up in the air just like i guess like something that I try to do with this podcast, like, I know, like, the mic I'm using, it's meant to be so you could hear my voice, and, you know, like, if I was using another mic, all you'd be able to hear would be the water, um, so that, it's really loud, but, you know, you're only hearing, like, uh, the background fuzz of it, but just, like, how encompassing it is. And it's consistent but inconsistent at the same time. And, and that's one of the things I love about uh, water sounds and, and wave sounds. And, the, and what I love about Terry is that, you know, I can appreciate her lapping and then her splashing or those gentle waves that roll with a long shush. And then this more chaotic wave crashing she has going now. And it is chaotic tonight, like... You can watch, I'm watching them, and the, some are breaking twice, or they're breaking, you know, 10, 20 feet out and foaming all the way in, and then the wave is washing out, and it's crashing and making another wave break, and now there's just a little white cap, and no waves are breaking, and then a little one just crashed close to the shore. A lot of premature waking, uh, uh, Terry. Uh, not, that's not a comment on you. Not a lot of rolling waves either, like left to right, like uh, waves are crashing in different ways, like 
So I don't know if it's quite a roiling sea. I would I would say it's. Uh, I mean, I would definitely, and I'm a pretty confident swimmer. But it, I mean, if it wasn't dark, I, I could get in and, and swim without a without a worry at all. I mean, as long as you're paying attention. So not like a super stormy. I mean, and that's what's wonderful about Lake Ontario, uh, Terry is. Uh, I mean. If it gets really stormy here, then you get the real crashing surf. And uh, and then in the wintertime, the lake doesn't freeze over, but these giant uh, ice dunes form. I mean, it's I haven't been up here in the winter in a long, long time, but these giant, like, pyramid-like, they look like giant snowdrifts, but they're actually from the crashing of the waves, the splashing up and freezing. Uh, and the whole shore is covered with these dunes and... We were never allowed to walk out on them. People do, but uh, you know, my mom banned us from it. Probably smart, smart of her to do so. What would happen with us in the winter, or even the fall or the spring, when Terry was really cold, uh, is we'd come up here because we'd still come up here a lot. Uh, and we would. Uh, there's two things about the uh, off season. One is that we, when it was always too cold to go in the water we would lose a ball in the water. So I think we'd probably come to the beach to play. Uh, and then what would happen is we'd lose the ball in the water and it'd be too f- cold. We were trying to get it with a ball with a stick and chasing it down uh, along the beach. And then we'd have gone too far and we'd lose the ball normally. Sometimes it would wash back up, but uh, I can remember a lot of balls being a carried out to sea and another thing about the off season is it's like a big fishing area for salmon and the one i don't i don't that, that's not important but like uh so even when it's cold i don't think there's ice fishing but like i think in the fall and the spring when it would be cold because syracuse you know in, in this area has a uh, pretty extreme weather uh there would be a hut to sell stuff to fishermen like coffee and stuff and they always had yoohoo and it, it was the only place I ever consumed Yoohoo. I can always like remember, and, and I can taste it now, looking forward to it, and going to the hut and it being cold. And it's, it would go to the state park. Uh, I don't know if anybody ever listened to uh, the Moss-Based Woman episode. I don't know what that was called with Kiwi Shavers. Uh, it was an episode where I sang, and uh, that's when I probably the last episode I ever sang. That was a, a, a character... A beloved Sleep With Me character who probably will be a Patreon episode, but uh, he only talks in singing. He's uh, His name's Kiwi Shavers. He's from either Australia or New Zealand. And he's a really great guy. We, we, he, he was helping me two years ago when I was here uh, run in the woods and record. But uh, what was my point? Oh, so we'd go to the state park and we'd drink, I would drink Yoohoo. I just felt like a god. And I'm not kidding. Like... Uh, Weird memories that bring you joy at the time and in the past, and, and even in the past, like looking back at it, the feel of that yoo-hoo, the cold, the freezing cold yoo-hoo, it was freezing cold outside. There's something about that syrupy, watery chocolate taste uh, that was magical. And uh, kind of like the sweet, magical embrace of Terry. Lake Ontario, a lake I love, and uh, I guess I just wanted to share with you a little bit. I I actually wanted, and maybe I'll come down to the beach again, you know, and we'll leak these uh, 
On Location episodes out over months, so I don't know if this will be the first one you're hearing, or like if this will be in the fall or the winter. Like I could set the temperature right now. I have a sweatshirt on and I, and it's breezy uh, and jeans, but it's a you know it's a like a summer day. It didn't get really hot today, uh, but it's pleasant out and there's a there's a wind, uh, more of a wind than a breeze, and I'm here on the on the uh, the edge of uh, you know my favorite lake of lakes, uh, my lady, lady Lake Ontario. I'd like to call her Terry, but I'll see what she says about it tomorrow. And I hope, like, you could just uh, sit here and maybe I'll carry you off with uh, watching the waves come in and splash and swish and rush and thunder, you know, kind of a thunder. Listen to that, a thunder coming in, coming in. Rushing and sushing and swooshing, going back out over and over again, consistently coming up and coming in, over and over again. And I, I'll carry it out with uh, just some. Uh, oh no, I can't do that because if people are listening back to back episodes. Uh, if I like just leave in some lake noise, it'll wake people up. So I like to, I gotta keep all the listeners in mind here. Uh, but I just want to thank you for listening to this episode, and you know, thank you like like Terry, and uh, and thanks for listening because it really, uh, you know, I'm a like a cynical person, and to kind of get to relive some memories with you uh, makes me really full of gratitude uh, for kind of memories that I push to the side and. You know, and I don't don't give myself the chance to savor those. I prefer savor the brooding, uh, angst-ridden ones instead of saying, "Hey, remember when I drank uh, 50 sodas uh, and uh, ran around like a lunatic? Those those were good times. Uh, had a crush on my aunt. Kind of had a crush on my aunt. I, I think I did. Just had a huge crush on this one aunt. So the aunt from ET. I did have a crush on her, but it was superseded by this other aunt. And then, you know, my crush on my babysitter's sister. She may have babysat us a few times, but I probably... Uh, so, yeah, good night. Uh, but, the you know, on the shores of the woman I have the biggest crush on, uh, Terry. Good night. <laughs>